0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Harry Douglas in for key ESPN Radio. Doug Peterson hired by the Jaguars. This is a Super Bowl winning coach. This is six head coaches that have been hired so far in this cycle. All have one thing in common. White head coaches. There is still a single black head coach in the NFL, and that coach, Mike Tomlin, has literally never had a losing season, including when he lost Roethlisberger for the whole
1: season. (laughs) He was 8-8 and that year. So you're telling me it can be done. Right, exactly. (laughs) The standards are just,
0: hey, can you coach 15 seasons, even sometimes without a quarterback, and never have a losing season? You can? (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, I guess you can keep that job, but we're going to occasionally ask if you should take a college job. All right. It appeared Byron Leftwich, the former Jags coach and current Bucks offensive coordinator, was in line for the job. However, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times reported early yesterday, this is before Peterson was hired, that Leftwich was going to withdraw his name from consideration, and that would open the door for Peterson or Rich Pisaccia, It turned out Peterson, to be named head coach. Now, there have been reports that Leftwich did not want to work with Trent balky, And we've seen this a lot. Either the GM brings in his coach, or we've also seen the coach bring in his GM, right? What do you guys think happened that led to Leftwich? Harry, let me start with you. Withdrawing sure. his name from the Jags job?
1: I think the, the first thing that happened is Byron Leftwich uh, looked at the organization and said, OK, for me, in order for me to have success in Jacksonville, I'm going to need people who can support me 100% through thick and thin, right? So when I mean by people, um, number one, that has to be the owner uh, who lays the carpet out and says, hey, Byron, what do you need to have success here? Number two, um, I don't think Leftwich felt like Balky was the type of guy, being the general manager there, mm-hmm. that can mm-hmm. lead to a successful coaching experience for him. So with that being said, um I'm thinking Leftwich wanted Adrian Wilson from the Arizona Cardinals to come in and be that general manager so he can be more comfortable and have people that he's used to in his corner, right, just in case things don't go the way that that, that are planned. Uh, and him making that decision, I thought it was the right one for him because I'm just going to bring up these last three coaching jobs. You look at the Dolphins, who right now are in disarray with their own the allegations stuff that's going on. You look at the Houston Texans, who – Basically, in that same situation with all the stuff they had going on with their owner, McNair, and um, all kind of nonsense, right? So, you look at those two teams, right? And you say to yourself, first of all, would any coach want those jobs? Second of all, would a black coach want those jobs? Would would they be able to succeed having those jobs? And my answer is no. The the only one I think in my eyes that that a coach, uh, period, or a, a coach who, who who's a person of color will have success is New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Byron Leftwich, no, I'm not going to Jacksonville because we just seen Steve Wilkes get fired after one year. we just seen David Culley get fired after one year. So why am I going to go put myself in that situation just like those two guys did?
0: And, and Jay, in this case, it's even worse. Because you have all the cap space and because you have a quarterback who is considered, at least when he was drafted, a generational talent, if the organization itself is dysfunctional in certain important ways – you're going to be the fall guy, right? And you had the quarterback and the cap space. Mm -hmm. And we have seen not only do black coaches get the job, much less of the time, there are fewer black head coaches, but second opportunities almost never. So you got to make the first one count.
2: Exactly. This is easy for me, Harry and Max. So I make a lot of business decisions. Number one, okay, what's the business look like? But number two, who is running the business? Do I trust you, right? I trust Jimmy Patero, Max.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, Jimmy runs ESPN. Great relationship there. I trust you to keep it real with me, yep. to tell me your honest truth. So, what I hear from people around that area is that the trust was not there between a guy like Trent Bulky and what Byron Leftwich has. What I've been hearing is there's a lot of, hey, is Trent Bulky trying to sabotage this situation because maybe he doesn't think that Byron Leftwich is one of his guys. Now, I'm not saying that's right. It is speculation, but that's what I'm hearing. So if that trust isn't there, if I can't say, hey, I'm going to battle, understanding what my situation is, what my circumstances are, what the history of your franchise has been, what I've just seen operate, and by the way, for Trent Bulky too, what I've heard about you in San Francisco with the 49ers and how that situation ended up with Coach Harbaugh. If I can't trust that for my first opportunity – I'm not going to put myself in that
1: position. Why would I do that? I get one shot at this. I'm not going to put that in your hands. And for listeners who who don't understand what happened in San Francisco, right? Jim Harbaugh had three winning seasons. Three NFC championships, one of those making it to the Super Bowl. The two teams that he lost to in those NFC championship games happened to go on and win, on, win the Super yep. Bowl. Went 8-8 eight and eight in his fourth season. Um, him and Balky wasn't seeing eye to eye. They departed ways. Then Balky hired Tom Sula. Who went, I think, it about I think he went five and eleven. And then after Tom Sula, he hired um God, the the coach from Oregon. Coached at Oregon for a long time. Um oh, I'm drawing it's, on, blank. it's on it's on, it's, on, it's, a, it's on the tip of my tongue. But he I think he went two and fourteen. And then everybody got let go after that season. So there were some trust issues with the 49ers and him and Jim Harbaugh. Chip, Chip Kelly Chip Kelly right he hired I know, Chip I Kelly to blank on it. So Thanks, now Adam. when you look at I was thinking yeah, he can't be but, talking about Chip Kelly but now when, when, you, when you you think about Byron Leftwich, I'm not going to be having this head coach position looking over my shoulder every time I get because I don't trust this general manager and I don't know what he's thinking and what he's going to do. I need to be in a position with a guy where we're going to be on the same page and you don't have that friction and when you don't trust the guy the general manager position, why would I take a go, go take a job he, in that, in
0: that he, I, I mean, I hear everything everyone's saying, and I agree with it. I added to it. But one thing is head coaching jobs for black coaches or white coaches are rare. They are rare. Yep. Now, there's an added pressure for the black head coach because what we just said, they're frequently given the less desirable head coaching jobs. And then the public pressure is like, well, what do you, you know, You're asking them for a job. You should be lucky. Everyone just wants a head coaching job. But – given the fact that you ain't going to get a second chance if you're a black head coach, very unlikely, just based on the numbers throughout history. That rarely has happened. You want to make the most of it. You bring up Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly with Nick Foles, with the Eagles. Nick Foles threw 27 touchdowns against two interceptions. Like, in other words... I don't care what your system is. There was something there with Nick Foles. Say whatever you want about Nick Foles. He did that way before Peterson, way before the Super Bowl. He had a season of 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. Then he went to Jeff Fisher for a couple years, and his career fell apart. It's the truth. And Jeff Fisher was on the show the other day, but I'm I'm speaking, you know, what happened. Then he gets back with – well, then he gets back to the Eagles. Doug Peterson's there. He caught fire with Super Bowl MVP, brought him to life the following season, made a playoff run. In the playoffs, made a run. Statue. Right. So if there's a quarterback there that you think you can work with, in spite of other dysfunction maybe in the organization, you could make the argument if you believe that's a guy that you take that job because you can work with that guy. Well, like right. Doug Peterson, you know, Trevor Lawrence. Max, I, I am
2: I, I think this narrative that's followed a lot of black coaches we need to kind of throw out the window. Beggars can't be choosers. Like, I I mentioned that earlier you know in the what show I mean like yeah. like I'm choosing now. Yeah. And I'll wait. And yeah, you better. I'm choosing, <laughs> I'll wait. And and I also say this Trevor Lawrence from a lot of people is called a generational talent. But the one thing I've learned about football, which is so different than basketball, and I've been fully immersed in this with Keyshawn, you guys for the last two years now, mm-hmm. is that it takes a full organization. See, in basketball now, <laughs> LeBron can come in and be like, boom, yep. change. Yep. And you feel it permeate. Football is different now.
0: No question.
2: Like, so, yeah, I may have one guy that may have that potential to be that, but unless we're surrounded with the right people that I entrust to build and player development that I can trust to build out the right kind of culture I want to build, I can't do that. No, no,
0: I, I, listen, I'm not I, – I said earlier in the show, the attitude is like, oh, beggars can't be choosers. Well, first of all – why is one group having to be put in that in the position of oh the beggars can't be choosers because the other group owns all the teams right that's the first thing and and and, 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 and like like let's be honest and we know why it's the history you know a shameful history right. that led to it um, but why why I'm bringing that up Jay is because Doug Peterson took the job he is a Super Bowl winning head coach yep and when and Chip Kelly is what sparked that in my brain when you got when you that that Peterson. May look at certain quarterbacks and think that I can win with. And it, like, don't, this is a Super Bowl winning you head sure, coach I mean, taking I mean, another job. Yeah. You,
2: you may mention this multiple times, and Harry, you'd be the right person to ask for this. Mm-hmm. You know, Byron Leftwich was a Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator, Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning head coach. Do you think that gave him more clout to come in and say, okay, I understand what the situation is? but I'm going to need some things to change internally. And this is what my ask is. Do you think he was maybe giving something more like that internally
1: than a Byron Leftwich was given? Maybe, but, I mean, his skin color may may have helped out as well too. And I hate to say that because, you know what I mean, I I hate to bring that up, but it's it's, it's quite crazy that Byron Leftwich can say, hey, I need these things, and you can say no. And I'm pretty sure Doug Peterson probably asked for some things as well. I don't well. know how
2: you don't ask for things that's, understanding that's, that's what, what that I'm, organization That's what is. I'm
1: saying. I'm pretty sure he asked for some things, and from the looks of it, if he took the job, they probably told him yes. And he probably didn't push against Balky um, mm-hmm. being the GM there, so that's why that decision is there. Now, granted, at the same time, Leftwich did withdraw his name from the hat, um, and I think rightfully so because he felt like he wasn't set up for success. And by the way, two different people can look at the same job
0: and one can think, yep, that's for me. And the other guy said, no, that's not for me. That's possible. I mean, you know, apart from what we've been discussing the last several days. Okay. Uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your home, car, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Let's go from one coach... Who withdrew from consideration to another?
3: Jim Harbaugh left Minnesota on Wednesday without an offer to become the next head coach of the Vikings. Getting
2: back in the NFL, you gotta make 100% damn sure it's the right situation for you.
3: According to sources, Harbaugh had been preparing for his meeting with Minnesota with the belief that the job was his to lose, given his ties to new general manager, Quasi Adolfo Mensa. If
2: it's not, that guy cares about his name. That guy cares about his reputation. He's been able to build it at Michigan. You don't want to unravel that by going into a situation where the money could have been right or may not have been right, but it may not have been the right call for Jim Harbaugh to leave for that NFL job and go away from Michigan. Mm
4: -mm 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 -mm.
0: Desmond Howard is with us now. Good morning, Des.
4: Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. How you guys doing? Thanks for coming on. What's up, Des? Doing good now. What's popping? What's popping? OG. What's <laughs> up, OG?
2: Yeah, Des. What, what is, pop, is popping at your school, Des? What What is popping at your school? Take me through it.
4: Yeah. Well, um, you know, people um, have, have have talked about Jim Harbaugh and his tenure in Michigan, and they, you know, they love they love kicking those blue blood programs when they're down they're struggling, he struggled. But the one thing about Jim is that if Jim leaves, you know, Michigan, you know, the the likelihood of him getting an NFL job is very high, whether it's Minnesota or anybody else. I mean, that's just, it is what it is. And you can't say that. You just really can't say that about a lot of these uh, college coaches. So I guess he flirted with Minnesota. They flirted back. Um, He went up there for a date. The two parties parted ways without some type of um, agreement, and he's back in Ann Arbor. So, I mean, but this is as far as it's gotten because you guys know, like, every year, like clockwork, there's always speculation about Jim Harbaugh because, I mean, let's face it, he was very, very successful at the professional level. So there's always that speculation every year that, you know, this team is going to try to poach him from, from Michigan. You know, and the biggest lie I told this season, or this offseason rather, was that the Miami Dolphins were going to sign him. And I knew that was a lie because I knew that, you know, Stephen Ross just wouldn't do that to his alma mater. It wouldn't happen. But people, people still speculated that, and they reported it too. And this time, um, and it wasn't true, but the Minnesota thing was real. And it didn't work out. And now he's back in Ann Arbor.
2: But does you, me, Harry, Max, we all know about the dating game. So if you yeah. leave one person to go try to date somebody else and that date didn't work out and then you come back to the person you were originally dating and it becomes public knowledge that you left to go on another date and it didn't work out. How does that person right. feel that you were originally dating? how like right. how do Michigan fans feel like oh are we going to always have to deal with this
4: do you really right. want
2: to be here i mean you left us on national signing day
4: right right and i had people reach out to me during that you know and i don't you know national signing day isn't as big, a, big as a deal as it used to be because you have the early signing period and True. then that one that one now just has taken on a life of its own, and it dwarfs National Signing Day. So National Signing Day, guys, really, it just really isn't significant as it used to be because you have the early sign-up period, which is when you see, like, the Texas A&M's, the Alabama's, the Georgia. You know, you see all these programs, the Ohio State's. You say, okay, this is where they're ranked. They're not really ranking them after National Signing Day. They're ranking them after the early sign-up period. So, you know, people try to make, you know, a fuss about that. Me personally, I didn't think that was a big deal. But you did hit on a good point. Yeah, when you go out to date somebody, when you already have somebody, then you come back to that first person, that may cause an issue. But the problem is that's an emotional thing. Mm. That's an emotional thing. This is business. And Ward Manuel, the AD in Michigan, understands this is business. And guys, I've always said this. If you're an AD at any school, if you don't have, like, your three top candidates for head coaching positions in most of your major sports, just in case, you never know. Your head coach may go out there and get hit by a bus, you know, and you don't want to get caught, like, in, in a bad situation. So, but even more so now, because, you know, was like, okay, we're dealing with Harbaugh. Harbaugh is a hot commodity. Whether he's successful in Ann Arbor or not, they're going to be NFL teams that's going to want this guy, and he may want to go back to NFL. So it behooves him always to have at least three or five guys that he has an interest in just in case, just in case Harbaugh skips ship well, or, like I said, if a guy goes out and gets his by a bus. This is why
0: we wanted to talk to Desmond Howard about this, a nice impartial <laughs> opinion about a Michigan Wolverine. Uh, Desmond, there is someone who maybe is an even bigger Jim Harbaugh fan than anyone you'll find at Michigan. And that is, of course, Paul Feinbaum, who is on this show. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, who, he acts like a, a,
4: a scorned yeah. ex-lover. I mean, yeah. he <laughs> his now his now listen, he's too no, emotional. No, hey, Dez, Dez, Dez,
0: after what you just beat us in the head with, we need some balance here. We need to go on I'll all of this. All right, here I'll we go, Dez. <laughs> this is Paul Feinbaum on the Paul Feinbaum of the Paul Feinbaum show on Get Up. Listen to this. Here's the question that he's going to answer, Des How does Michigan trust Jim Harbaugh going forward? Listen. Can you imagine anyone uh, of his
2: ilk? Uh, We're talking about one of the top programs in the country, one of the top schools, doing what he did. Think about Nick Saban or Jimbo Fisher or Kirby Smart or Ryan Day, getting on a plane on National Signing Day, interviewing for a job, and then not getting it. And you have to wonder if that interview didn't cost him the job. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is 58 years old. He's already been through the NFL dishwasher and they clearly decided we want someone young we want a young up-and-coming coach we don't want some antediluvian coach who who probably has already uh washed out of the system and now he has to go back and say well i'm not going to do that anymore uh, what kind of credibility does he have and, and why should anyone at michigan believe him
0: mm. Mm. it's like
4: the bizarro des howard uh des what do you think yeah man well like i said you know you uh, i I've, I've I've always thought that if if you have a person and they show you who they are, believe them. He's shown Michigan, he's shown um Ward, you know who he is, and he I don't think he's ever made any bones about it that you know there was an interest in going to the NFL. I don't think this last um episode of him flirting with the NFL will do a lot as far as taking that interest out of his system. I think that you know it may still be in his system, and everyone should move forward accordingly. You know, I, I just think you would be a fool not to. Now, you know, you hope for the best, but you prepare for the worst, and that's the way you have to approach this. So I understand, you know, you know, we know Paul Feinbaum's shtick, you know what I mean? But you know, he brings up a lot of coaches who just don't have the resume that yeah. Jim Harbaugh has, especially at the at the professional level. So it, it's it's like comparing apples to oranges when he brings up certain coaches and could they get on the plane and could they do that? I mean, hell, I've seen people, they were hesitant. they were really acting like they were scared to mention Ryan Day's name for the, the Chicago Bears job. And I've seen people on GetUp talk about, well, Nagy was fired because he couldn't develop quarterbacks. He couldn't develop young quarterbacks. Well, here they are with Justin Fields, a young quarterback that Nagy couldn't develop, right? And who developed him in Ohio State? Ryan Day. But no one on the set ever say anything about Ryan Day potentially even going to Chicago, even as an honorable mention. You know, but they you know who they brought up though? Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> there's, there's, we actually brought up Ryan Day too on this show. Yes. There's I wanna say this really quick
1: before we got out break. I just want to bring this up. We up here in Go New ahead. York right now and they have this saying, word is bond B. But one thing I, you don't even but,
0: need to put but, the B, you can just say, but, Word is bond. You, know, you can leave out the B. One thing I, what, tell
4: him, Max, Max, Max from New York. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> what, one thing I do know is that when it comes to sports and the business yeah. side of it, your word is not bond because you can say whatever. And, and Jim Harper said that this is not going to be a reoccur- uh, reoccurring theme. I don't believe any of that because in sports and business, your word means nothing. I don't trust you as far as I can throw you,
4: right? No, you got a good point, and that's. I mean, I just said that you have to you have to remove the emotional um, factor out of the equation, and you have to look at it as business. Now that's hard for a lot of people to do, but I'm trying to give you game. So this is how you have to approach it. And like I said, I know Ward Manuel. Like Ward was on the football team when I was in Michigan. He's older than me. He was an upperclassman, but he's a like, ward is a seasoned ad like ward knows the game so he can say that whatever the case may be but any ad i guys i repeat this any ad any power five school you should always have a list of your top three to five candidates for the head coaching position in all your major revenue generating sports that's just the way you should handle business because you never know what tomorrow's going to bring as far as your head coach is concerned and Harbaugh has um, shown his hand once. You know he flirted with the NFL a lot this time, and uh, he's back in Ann Arbor. But Ward is no fool.
2: It's right, Dad. So pretty much you're saying, hey, I, I don't, I don't trust you. But you're what I need right now, right. and I'll take care of that Listen, when
0: that time
4: comes. We need to get Jay out Will, of here. J. Will, that is what you are saying, my brother. Yes. <laughs> now, I just said what I said. <laughs> yeah. Let me gun, tell you something. Baby. If you can hear
0: if you can, anyone listening to Dez Howard right now, you have to understand, that's the dude you want in your corner. Yes. doesn't matter what Jim Harbaugh does. He's a Michigan Wolverine. Doesn't come out with a coherent argument defending him. He's our guy until he's not our guy. I'm not defending
4: him, man. I just said, listen, you guys, you get too many people as they too emotionally involved in it. I'm like, listen, this is a business, and he's making business decisions. We need to make business decisions too. If you're a D,
0: you know. If I am accused of a crime, you will be my defense attorney. Trust. Trust that <laughs> word is bond. Yes. Word is bond. <laughs> all right, that's that's my word is bond, fine, son. Thing? Yo, son. son, son. Yeah, you put a son on it, you can put a shun on it. You know
4: what I'm saying?
0: Got all right. Listen, yes, that's sir. That's the great yo, son. Uh, that is the great Des Howard, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Des. Appreciate it. Thanks, Des. It may feel like it's been a month, but it's actually been a week since Tom Brady's retirement from the NFL. So. I'll tell you how much of Tom's career was reputation or reality. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 80.
4: Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast.
0: You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. It is time... We play lots of games on this show, Harry. I like these games. This game is called Rep versus Reality, and our producer, Evan, will now take it away.
3: Take it away, Evan. Yeah, and in honor of Tom Brady's retirement this week, the GOAT, we're going to do all Tom Brady Rep versus Reality. Rep versus Reality is brought to you by Mako. There are scratches, there are dents, and unexpected natural events. If life throws you uh ohs, just say Better Get Mako. And go to Mako.com to get an online estimate. Brady left his entirety of his 20 years in New England out of his goodbye Instagram post out of spite. Is that rep or reality,
1: Harry Douglas? That is a reputation. That's a rep, man. He didn't do that out of spite. He gave that organization six Super Bowls. And me personally, I think Brady is saving it for when he retires a Patriot for one day. And he's going to give that, that, that organization, he's going to give that fans all that they deserve. So I think it's just a rep.
2: Why'd your voice change when the Ether song came on? You started talking with your hands a lot. Like, hey, yeah, you turned I'm, into a different person.
1: Because I'm, 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 ready, I'm ready for whatever, Jay Will. You know? <laughs> That's what the music does to you,
2: man. I, I'm, I'm going to go with rep, too. I, I, but there's also a little, a little dabble of reality here because I think that Tom gave that organization everything, he won Super Bowls. He gets it. He won a Super Bowl somewhere else. And there was, a, there was a part of me that thinks Tom was like, yeah, just
0: feel that slight little jab there, Patriots. Just feel that. I think it's uh, rep because I believe what Harry said. I think he's going to say a special goodbye. Like, I think he's going to choose the right yeah. time. To, however, I know what you mean, Jay. It's like he has made enough of the best. Like, like what's Tom Brady? Why was he the best ever, right, the greatest ever? because he made the best decisions the fastest. Right? He's a very good decision maker. And I think when you do that, and it adds up over time and puts you in this position. You get to exercise your will in a way that shows, hey, let me tell you something. I'll do exactly what I want. I'll figure, you know. And he's doing, a, it felt a little bit that way. And guess
2: what? Like when you hear guys like Dave Portnoy and people like that, they're saying, well,
0: you owe us all this. Come on,
2: we're Pats fans. You owe it to us. Like mm-hmm. it makes him yearn for more. And it kind of sets him up for that point where Tom's like, okay, I'll come back to Gillette Stadium. I'll say my thank you and my goodbyes, and I'll give you the respect that you deserve, but when I want to.
1: Keep yearning. Yep. Mm-hmm. I went old school right there mm-hmm. with that one. With 7
3: <laughs> So Belichick missed Tom Brady more than Tom Brady missed Belichick. Is that rep verse or reality, Jay?
2: Ooh. <laughs> uh, say it again, Emory.
3: <laughs> Belichick missed Tom Brady more than Tom Brady missed Belichick. Rep or reality? He
2: wants a
0: lifeline. Jay yeah, wants a lifeline so. on this one, yeah.
2: that's a, That's a reality, man. Look, uh, you bet on the horses. When I mean, you got a thoroughbred like Tom Brady, Coach K would say this to me all the time. This is Coach K saying this to me. He's like, "Look, I don't win championships without great there players. I, I mean, my, I can coach good guys to be you know a little bit better, but I it, I can coach greatness to win and be great. I can't do that without players." That's I'm, Coach K saying it to me, Harry. Like it has to be the same way for Bill Belichick.
1: I, I'm going with reality because I've had coaches tell me time and time again that players make coaches players make coaches great right with 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 their play but it's also a reason why these players can make change if they want to if they put their foot down so I'm going with reality in this one
0: I got to go with reality by the way I was always sure that it was more Belichick than Brady I was positive at the very least it's been shown it's no more Belichick than Brady and the question is is it more Brady than Belichick basically it's what we're asking And the answer, based on the evidence we have, yes, it's incomplete, we can't draw a perfect conclusion, is yeah. It appears that Tom Brady, that Belichick needed it more because Belichick spent one year under five hundred, and the next season getting smoked in the playoffs right in the first round, and Brady won a Super Bowl and made a nice little run in a defense. So the
3: answer is yeah.
1: Got smoked.
3: (laughs) 44 is too old for a quarterback to play in the NFL. Rep or reality, Max? Okay. <laughs> Here
1: we go. Ah! Oh, we have the Ether Music. Ready? Oh my oh, god, put music. on the Ether Music. Atta baby heaven. Heaven. Of, I love when
2: I see Max's eyes start to like yes. to go back and forth because he's, when you're he's done? about to shut it down. Shut yeah, it down, yeah. You Max. ready?
0: Shut it down. Talk to us. Of course it's reality. The whole point is Tom Brady is the only person ever to do it. Mic drop. It's a reality. The reason like you can't beat George Foreman. Muhammad Ali's 40 and 0. He just dribbled Joe Frazier like a basketball. You can't, you know, beat the Russians' U.S. hockey team. They're invincible. They're grown men. You're just kids. The impossible is what Tom Brady just did. That is why he's the GOAT, because he did something that is not possible. I
1: got nothing else to say after that. I I might have to dive in this, because the way it's worded, if we're going by the way it's worded, 44 is too old for a quarterback to play in the NFL—
0: Tom Brady's just about done.
3: (laughs) 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 It's so good. Well, actually,
0: today it makes sense. It does. (laughs) It makes
3: sense today.
0: He is just about done. Uh, Although, (laughs) if he wanted to. If he wanted to, (laughs) to, (laughs) keep going. Yeah, ask me, could he win the MVP next year?
3: (laughs) That's reality. (laughs) I want to listen again. I want to listen to the whole thing.
0: Tom Brady's (laughs) just about done. It could be. His next game he plays, it could be a year from now, but he is going to fall off a cliff. Now, I will say, <laughs> I will say wait, dumb, you're not done. Man, you're, not talking, you're not done talking. Will yet. it be this year? Not necessarily. I can see Brady, if he gets through the year without an injury, putting up big numbers, but then it'll be next.
2: Yeah. that sounds. Well, like, or, okay, okay, that sounds yes. like a young, a young Max
0: Kellerman. They were right waiting to play that That was one, 25 that. years
2: ago <laughs> that I said <laughs> that.
4: I
3: made that prediction. That's three Tom Brady Super Bowls ago.
0: Yeah, by the way. Tom Brady, in, since the time I made the prediction, right? Forget that, about, I said another 18 career. months. Not just a fame. Hall of Fame career, but if you take away all that he's done, is he necessarily the GOAT? Because he'd have four. Montana had four. Montana went 4-0, oh, right? Like, he, in the, since the time I said that, <laughs> he, he, he cemented GOAT status. Max, you should be maybe the highest
2: paid person on TV. You have motivated the greatest football player of all time to surpass his own greatness to I become love- the GOAT. You, Evan, you, that's you what you have did. done.
1: You definitely did.
0: Evan, do we have the Ty Law set? Ty Law was on this show. What was it, yesterday, two days ago? Not, not
3: just mentioned me. Said he thinks I'm the reason Brady <laughs> well, stuck around the, the last one. couple years. first reality. The <laughs> next. last one. Max motivated Brady. Rep or reality?
2: That, that's a reality. I'll tell you this. It would not shock me if the name Max Kellerman does not come out of
1: Tom Brady's mouth during his Hall of Fame speech, I'll oh. drop the mic. I'm going to go with reality, too, because of simple fact. We know Tom Brady is petty. We know Tom Brady listens we to petty. everything. Tom Brady listens to everything, so I know he had that in his head. That damn Max Kellerman yeah. told me I was Sup- going to jump off a cliff. I was done. Superstars aren't petty. Ask-
2: LeBron James didn't curse me. Katie didn't curse me. Yeah, superstars
0: aren't petty. Yeah. Please, <laughs> We didn't ask the right question. Belichick needed Brady more. Brady needed Belichick. Who needed who more? Did Brady need Belichick more or me more? Which one? Cool. I only want. What are you going to do with your career now that Tom has retired, Max? Oh, that's a good question. Who do I motivate next? <laughs> I'm a that needs motivator. to be a segment.
2: Who do you
3: motivate next? I got to choose great. someone
0: and Steph say Curry? something that motivates them. Yeah. Steph
3: hmm. Curry. I mean, we already have. We've already like started the uh, process towards you motivating it's Steph a pretty Curry. Pretty good one. I well,
0: have wait, to admit have it's you, pretty pretty good. What have you said about Steph Curry? Yeah, my whole Iguodala thing. With oh, the money on the that, line. Oh, yeah, that was... I'm, I mean that. Iguodala got ice water. Steph has not hit I can't. the shots when he's needed to most in his career so far. You know what? That's a great call. I'll motivate Steph next. <laughs> I go around trying to get the, the best out of the greatest athletes in the world. <laughs> hey, he only has
2: one championship without KD. I'm just saying. If there's any and time for motivation...
0: One, that you, one, Kyrie and Kevin Love got hurt this
2: This may be too calculated because the Warriors are in prime position to win another one this year. So you could be... I see this... I see that how strategic you are. I'm going to say uh, strategic again, but you told me strategery was not a word, so I will
0: refuse to use Who needed word. who more? Tom Brady needed me more. <laughs> I needed him more. That's he's the not, let, he's not it. letting it go. No, the one NFL owner whose statement actually had some reality to it and made it effective, more effective than the others at least. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio series XM Channel 80.
4: Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast.
5: to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike.
3: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric
0: e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c e dot com.
3: That plan was presented to Hugh Jackson after he was already hired as the head coach of the Cleveland Brown, and it was presented to him as a bonus. I didn't understand the process. I didn't understand what that plan was, and I asked for clarity. I asked, what is this? Because it did not talk about winning and losing until year three and four.
4: When the team has made a decision,
1: the higher-ups have decided that they are going to go into some sort of draft capital accumulation and, and losing-slash-tanking strategy. They bring in the black coach.
0: After Brian Flores's lawsuit alleged that Stephen Ross offered him $100,000 per game that he lost, Keyshawn J. Will Max, Harry Douglas in for... Keyshawn Johnson today, ESPN Radio. Former Browns head coach Hugh Jackson claimed that the Browns had a four-year plan that incentivized incentivized losing with bonuses. Here is Hugh Jackson on this very show yesterday with me, Jay, and Key. Take a listen. Did you accept Mm -hmm. bonus
4: money for losing games? No. When you say did I accept, no, because I didn't know exactly, like I'm saying, exactly where – This was all coming from until we're in it. And when you say accept it, it's like somebody hands you the money. Money gets directly deposited into your account. Did
1: you accept the money unknowingly, and how much was it?
4: Absolutely. It was a total of $750,000, but it was based on how, you know, whatever those benchmarks you hit. What it was that you got every year from it, I really don't know because those things were directed, you know, right into your checking account.
0: And Hugh claimed it was stuff like, it wasn't exactly like what Brian Flores is claiming. It's 100, hey, lose this game, 100 grand. It was more like age of the roster, things that would indicate in the big picture that you are rebuilding. Yeah. Um, So yesterday, Brown's owner, Jimmy Haslam, responded to Hugh Jackson, calling the claims that he paid him to lose games an absolute falsehood. Haslam added, quote, he, meaning Hugh Jackson, has been masterful at pointing fingers, but has never accepted any blame. I have accepted a ton of blame, and rightfully so. Guys, I found Haslam's response to Hugh Jackson much more effective than the response of the other owners and the other people accused by Brian Flores of of sham interviews, etc. Um, because in the cases of even John Elway, where he made some points, you oh, go, I could see that. He's like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm deeply hurt. You know, like Will Ferrell, now I'm hurt. I'm hurt and offended and hurt. Right. And I'm like, come on, man, you're laying it on a little thick. But, and, and, or the Giants, Bill Belichick? How do you spell that? Can you spell that for me? As though he? never heard who, of Bill Belichick. Who right? is he, Max? Right. <laughs> or, but, but in this case, guys, Haslam, Haslam is there going, look. I, I compared it to Jay and Nas earlier. Like, and everyone, oh, Nas, Ether, boy, Ethered him. Nas just called him every name in the book. Jay was very surgical. He, he's like, look, he gave Illmatic credit. One was Illmatic, mm-hmm. but then said that's one hot album every 10-year average, right? It's because he said the others were no good. Once you tell the truth that's plain to see, give them credit. Then people can, th- their ears are open. Their minds are open to, the, to your criticism. Haslam said, basically, he's out there going, I sucked. Like, lots of stuff I did was bad, and I will tell you, I deserve the blame. What's this dude talking about? Is, does, is he does he deserve any blame at all? And it gets my mind, huh? That's a that's a, That to me is more effective than the stuff the other owners are talking about.
1: I, I I agree. I agree because he's not deflecting or saying that these things didn't transpire. You know what I mean? Because um, and when you look at Hugh Jackson's point, did he accept an envelope full of cash money? No. But it hits your account. That don't mean you you can't say, "Let me get this money back," either. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not saying you don't necessarily have to keep that money, Harry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm with you. Matt, Jay. Where, where, <laughs> yeah. where,
2: where, where did where did my where did I go during the interview? Like he was saying that, and the first thing I asked him, I said, "Okay." Did you know that the money was gonna come through the contract? Like, who cares if it automatically went into your account? Like, you know, it felt like he was trying to go more towards nuance, and I, and I get it. Like, it's a tough situation, but what I've known things to be is when you get a contract, like you get your ESPN contract, okay? I'm gonna look it over line by line. What's up, agent? What are what are red flags here? Mm-hmm. How do I get incentivized? Like, let me read between the lines. So. Yeah, when the money hits your account, like you, you know what that is. And by the way, if you if you don't refute the money hitting your account, that makes you a willing participant.
1: Yeah, that's well, what so that you are still you guilty.
2: Look,
0: look, <laughs> Hughes' claims were more like <clears throat> it was difficult for him at first. To understand why the contract was structured that way, oh, huh, that's odd. Why? Why do they care about the age of the roster? And then over time, it, 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 it dawned on him. Oh, wait a minute. These things. That's what I took away. These well, those things, are questions that should be asked, right? And then he said he went to Haslam and said, "Hey, sp- forget about giving me this money. This money sp- spend it on the players. That's what. That's Hughes' claims. What I'm asking about is Haslam's response. Do you guys also find it more credible? More yes. kind of?" Um, persuasive than the other owners and, and GMs who are coming out all they're doing is, throw, is lobbing grenades right like all they're doing is no pointing 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 Haslam by pointing to himself first has my ears open and more willing to listen my mind open listen to what he's saying about Hugh. you're talking yeah. about a more public court of opinion
1: I, yeah, so just, I, would, yeah. I would say yes because he's not shying away from anything uh, that transpired in the organization Versus the other teams acting like they completely have done nothing wrong. Yeah, And yeah. can do no wrong.
2: Yeah, I look whenever somebody takes accountability and they say, "Yes, I was part of the problem," but that does not that does not diminish you also being a part They're of the, the problem, problem along with me. That's what I felt like Jim was
0: saying. Yeah, honesty. Uh, Harry's Harry's pa- no, like Harry's the- grandmother used to say. I- hey. Now I
2: tell you what I would love to see the contract though, so I could read the fine print. Because hmm. now I'm very you curious. Now I'm very curious about like how they amended that and and what specific wording they utilize to kind of dance around the word "quote unquote" tanking.
0: Yeah,
1: but see, I'm 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 so technical, y'all. Like if, if I went to school to be a lawyer, so I I can read certain contracts and understand mm-hmm. what they're meaning those things. And I'm gonna have my agent. I'm, I'm I gotta ask these questions myself. Well, why is this in here? And I need the honest answers. I need to know why this is in here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's right. That's right. Hugh did not come off as cleanly in terms of his credibility as Brian Flores to me. Agreed. And Haslam came off as more credible than some of the other responders to the accusations to me. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, great job, Harry. See you Monday. Purr.
4: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.